headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, George Camel, Ramsey personality, host of the fine print on the Ramsey Networks, is my co-host today as we talk about your mental wellness, your relationships, your jobs, your careers, and your money. It's your life right here on The Ramsey Show. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Austin is in Springfield, Missouri, to start off this particular hour. Hey, Austin, what's up? Hello, Dave. Nice to talk to you. You too. How can we help? My question is, is I'm 22 years old, and I'm wanting to start investing. And I'm wanting to know which platform I should use. Wise man. All right. So you're out of college. You're working? I did not go to college. I'm working. I actually own a construction and excavating business of my own. Way to go, man. That's incredible. Okay, so what's your income for the year? Household income. My my income is around 45000 a year. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I, I do own my house. It's completely paid off. Wow. What's that worth? My home appraised around $220,000. Way to go, man. Well, you're doing great already, right yeah, off dude, the bat. You're, you're killing it. Do you have Thank any you. debt? No, I have no credit card debt or student loans, nothing. And you have an emergency fund? You have savings, three to six months of yes. expenses? Yes. Yes, my emergency fund is around 25000 Would you run for Congress? At 22 <laughs> years old, you have your crap this together more than any of them at the Island of Misfit Toys. I, I wish, but um, very. Um, I got a lot of my information from you, Dave, obviously, and plus my family and my parents. They blessed um, me with a lot of knowledge and stuff, but no handouts, but a lot of knowledge, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, they raised a great kid, man. Well, let's talk about the investing side now. Have you invested at all in anything so far, or is this all new? No, sir. I have not um, started investing at all um, in any type of cryptocurrency or anything. All right. Well, here's what I would do if I were if I were you in your shoes. I would be investing 15% of my income into retirement accounts. So things like a 401k, if you have access to that. I know you, you've got your own business, but you don't. So it may be a solo 401k or a SEP IRA for you. Uh, but IRAs and those kinds of retirement accounts is where I'd be putting that 15%. And you can... You can put a lot of money in there if you're self-employed. Yeah, you can put $6,000 into just a simple Roth IRA. And that's a very awesome. easy transaction, and that would that would awesome. be pretty close to your 15% at this stage of the game. So what you do, just okay. click on at RamseySolutions.com, just click on SmartVestor Pro, sit down with one of the people that we endorse for investing. We call them SmartVestor Pros. You're the SmartVestor. They're the pro that helps you do it. You're a smart investor, and you are. You are. You qualify, dude. Well done. But they can set that up, and you can have it come out of, directly out of your checking account monthly. If you want to break it down monthly, it'd be 500 bucks a month. If you want to uh, do it one time in a lump sum, you can do that. Um, I'd recommend just setting up a monthly draft because I like getting smart things on autopilot so I never have to think about them again. So I'm automatically smart. I like that. I like that. If that's, you can automate smartness, that's a, I don't know. Smartness is not a word. I'm not there yet. 
Well, I'm, I'll get there. Smartness, smart, whatever it is. That's what whatever, I do. Whatever it is, it falls that why, wisdom. We're going to just put it on autopilot, and where we automatically are smart. And I, I just, I've always tried to do that. Trick myself into doing smart things. And you learn to live on whatever's left, and then you're really winning. Exactly. Well done, Austin. Sharon's in San Antonio. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Dave, pleasure to speak with you. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I, um, I'm in a position where I'm able to pay off my ex-husband's house for him. Why? And I was wondering if you thought that would be a good idea. Well, it sounds weird. <laughs> it sounds Who weird. pays off their um, ex-husband's he, house? <laughs> he's a really, really, really good man, and he, he deserves a break. He needs kind of a hand, um... Up and I just wanted to help him. I'm. I um. So is George. Just send him the money. I will take it. A lot of good people out there you could give to. So that's some strange generosity. Yeah, that's different. Is that strange? Is that weird? I don't know. No, it's I'm okay. Just, um, it's it, it's just it's. I mean, if you want to do it, I'm not mad at you. I, it's just would you have to admit it's highly unusual. Yeah. Like I never. Yeah. I don't think in 30 I, years I've ever gotten this call. Okay, yeah, I'm not trying to buy his affection. I don't want to good. get back together with him. He's just a good man. He was a so. How much do husband. you? How much does he owe on his house? One thirty-five. And you have like extra hundred thirty-five thousand dollars laying around. Yeah, I have four and a half million in assets plus a trust fund that's two million. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, can, oh, by the way, I'm working with one of your um, endorsed local providers here in San Antonio. Can I say his name? Sure. Uh, Jeff Whaling and the Whaling Wealth Team. Great. Fabulous. How, how, that's awesome. How, how long have you yeah. been divorced? Um, we got divorced in 2016. We okay. were married for 18 years. Okay. No children. Right. Um, Where did you get all this money? Really Where did all this money come from? Uh, my my parents and then and then uh, they passed away and my brother was sitting on it and then he passed away in 2020 and then he did not have a will so, so I had a heck of a mess on my hands yeah. so I had um, <clears throat> excuse me everything went to me mm-hmm. um, and uh, so that was th- that so was you're like what 50 minutes. you're 50 something years old I'm 53 years old yes yeah. sir and what do you do for a living. Um, I have a part-time job. I do customer service over the phone for a, mm-hmm. a company here in San Antonio. Okay. All right. Um, well, there's nothing legally wrong with this. There's nothing morally wrong with this. There's nothing um, uh, mathematically wrong with this. You have the money. You won't even notice out of four, right. $5 million losing, giving up 135000 Um I think it's just, suffice it to say, it's just strange enough that um, from a relational standpoint or an emotional standpoint, you know, you might want to talk this through with, like, your pastor. Um, I'm not saying don't do it, but you have to admit that it's weird. And, and you know, it's just, it is. And so if you want to go do it, that's fine. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd I'd wonder his situation financially is he good at money management is this going to make him feel like he just got a free ticket uh, if he hasn't been handling his money well you don't want to be enabling in that situation but i mean it sounds like he's got a normal mortgage like a normal person and she just wants to rid him of it but i'm still taking a nice long pause before i cash the check i just think of a whole lot of things i'd put in line in front of it if it was me doing it but you know you have a sweetheart honey there's no question about that and 
um, it, and it's your money, and you're not doing anything wrong, and it, it, even if it's unusual, it's okay to do it. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. This is the Ramsey Show. Tom is with us. Tom's in Salt Lake City. How are you, Tom? I'm doing great. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? So, um, my wife and I are, um, at the, the end of the baby steps We're we're debt free, uh, thankfully in large part to, uh, to you and your program and, and, uh, just some crazy life experiences that, um, enabled us to get there. We've worked real hard and, and that's where we're at now. Um, so we are both now looking into our retirement, uh, and, but both of us started this whole journey in, in our thirties. And so our, and our retirement investments were rather kind of pretty delayed. We, we didn't start investing until, you know, like I said, our, our, late, our late 30s. And so what we have now is uh, we started with a fairly modest income. Uh, now uh, my wife works and, and I own my own business, and so we have a, a, a much larger income than we had before. So what's your household uh, income now? Right now we're close to 400. Wow. Look at you. How old are you again? I'm 39. Oh wow! Amazing. You're ancient. I can't believe you're getting around. And um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And uh, and how much do you have in retirement? Uh, after we sell, after this year, we'll have about uh, about a hundred. Good for you. Good. Okay. And uh, how much debt do you have? We are debt free. It's taken us eight years. But House and everything. Everything's gone. Everything's gone. House and everything. Yep. Wow. Way to go, dude. Way to go. What's the house worth? <laughs> I personally think it's worth probably about 400 or so, Good but the you. market says that it's about 650 So, Well, I mean, the market is it gets to decide. You don't get to decide. So right. I'm calling it 650 then. Good for you, man. Yeah. Well done. Well done. And you're making Thanks. bank. What a great business you do. This is awesome. So now all you got to do, you're uh, at what we call baby step seven. So now you all, all you got to do is stack up cash now, dude. And with a four hundred thousand dollars shovel, you ought to be able to stack it up pretty fast. That's what we're we're really excited about, and we're looking at uh, potentially retiring um, in, in the next ten years. Yeah, for sure. So, what's your question today? Um, Sounds like you're doing great. So my question today, yeah. We're, well, our, my question really is, 
um, as far as the 15% of your income into retirement. That doesn't apply um, to you. You're, you're at baby step seven. That's only when you're on baby step four. You can ramp that up once you get the I, house paid that's for. That's what I needed to hear. Yeah, baby step so seven is save as much as you can. Give as much as you can. So our, Live as much as you our can. Our 10-year plan. Oh, that, that sounds so great for, to hear you say that. <laughs> If we if we dump in you know a hundred to one hundred and fifty a year into this uh, into this uh, investment firm that um, that we found through your smart investor pros um, they're helping us out because I am very investment unsavvy so they're they're guiding us through that yeah um, if we just dump in one hundred and fifty a year then we're their forecast says that within ten years we could. Um, retire as multimillionaires and live off interest. Oh, yeah, you so, probably have a couple million in that alone, and the house will be worth a couple million then. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you're going to be $4 million net worth at, at 50 years old is what it sounds like to me. Oh, it's good to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you keep making this kind of bank and you drop 150 in there, I mean, 150 for 10 years is a million and a half, plus the growth during mm-hmm. that time is easily another half million, probably another million, actually. So I mean, ten, ten, ti- recommend- 10 times 150 is 1.5 million, dude. Okay. 39 to 49. So that's, that's that's exactly what we're looking at. Yeah. You don't have to have like a calculator or anything to do that. You can do that one in your head. So then, then you just add some, you know, the growth that you're going to make on top of that during that time is astronomical. And so yeah, there's another million easy on there in growth, in growth. Yeah. Uh, It'll so, double every about seven years or so. Yeah, you're going to be in great shape. Just work with your Smart Investor Pro. Keep laying out a plan. Shovel the cash over there. And uh, here's the trick: is to avoid getting arrogant in the middle of this and blowing it up before you get there. That's the trick. Because what happens is you look over there and you got a million dollar paid for house and you got a couple million dollars, million dollars laying in mutual funds in your retirement, and then you go, I can afford to go do this stupid thing now. And people can, you can blow the whole thing up by derailing. Just dance with the girl that brought you. Stick with the program. The, the, you know, dance with the one that brought you to the ball. Just stick with the program. Don't get over here and go, oh, now now I'm going to, Bitcoin is now my answer. I'm put it all in doge. You know, people, they get, you get a little bit of hubris, and suddenly your brain just fries out. So just don't do that. Just mutual funds and paid for real estate. Just keep it simple and stack cash, and you're going to be in really good shape, man. You've done a great job. And largely because, A, you're paying attention, and, B, you're making a lot of money. It's a big shovel. That helps. Yeah. Very nice. Proud of you. John's in Houston, Texas. Hey, John, how are you? Good, guys. How are you? Better than we deserve. What's up? All right, here's what I got going on. So um, we have recently sold some farmland that we had down in Florida, um, made some cash. We currently owe – the only thing we owe on is the house. Mm-hmm. We owe 287 on the house. Mm-hmm. Um, cash on hand right now, including everything in our checking and everything else, is, is 282 um that includes the farmland proceeds yes sir okay so i have some uh, employee stock purchase um stock about 45 grand worth perfect um that's an individual stock um i work in houston so it's oil and gas so it's pretty volatile mm-hmm. um what are your thoughts on selling that 45 grand worth getting out of the individual stocks paying off the 287 being completely debt free uh house is current valued at about 650 680 
um, the forty grand or so as the as the emergency fund, and then we can stack some cash from there. You just saved me some wind. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'd cash it out, pay off the house, and that leftover becomes your emergency fund. Anything beyond that, you guys can do what you want with. Go take a vacation, celebrate. I mean, John, you pulled it yeah. off here. You got the trifecta. You paid off the house, you got your emergency fund, and you saved George Wind. All Man. in one answer. It was well <laughs> done, sir. Well done. Yeah, definitely do all that, brother. It's do an all awesome that. plan. You're right on Good track. For you. what, what do you make a year? 140. Yeah. And so now you now you get your you're at baby step seven, and just like the last caller, all we got to do now is save more than fifteen percent into retirement. Load your retirement. You can load your four hundred one k up. You can load Roth IRAs up in good mutual funds. And uh, how old are you? Thirty nine. Same age. Yeah, you're, 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 you're going to be that. a millionaire by the time you're forty five, mathematically, because the, as the value about. of the house increases and you save. Twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars a year uh, for the next six years, and the growth on all of those things, you're going to be over a million dollar net worth by the time you're forty-five. Well done. I'm you're, loving this trend. You are truly a baby steps millionaire. You know, George, there this may not amazing. be another radio show or podcast in America where you can call in and be succeeding and prospering and find people happy about it. We're we'll happy celebrate about with it. you. We are happy that you are winning. We are capitalist pigs. <laughs> We are glad you are winning. Most shows are mad. They're we angry. don't. We are. We are not angry at success. These we guys think are success crooks. is amazing. We don't think you're a crook. We think you're awesome. We think you left the cave, killed something, and drug it home. You are demonstrating work ethic. You are demonstrating character and perseverance, and you are causing these things to these variables to move. You are not waiting on Washington to fix your life. We love people like you people. When you call in here, you will get celebrated here, and if it starts pissing off the left-wing nuts, that is just a bonus. You're only fueling Dave, guys. That's just a bonus. It's man. just a bonus, man. I just love it. I'm so a guy making 400k and he's 39 years old. That's just awesome. Now, that's a trend it's I can awesome. get behind. Forget you know Bitcoin. That's let me a trend just, I'm let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. You know what that means? It means he's helping a lot of people. Mm. People don't give you money if you're screwing them. You got to provide value. They they, they they give you money when you're helping them. That's how this works. You're providing value. You're adding value to their life in some way. So when you're doing that, you are enhancing humanity. Well done. Well done. This is The Ramsey Show. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Shane and Kelly are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? 
Good. Hi, doing great. How about you? Better than I deserve. Welcome, you guys. It's so good to have you. Where do you live? We are in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, right outside our capital. Very good. Up in the Harrisburg area. Yeah. Very good. Good to have you guys. And all the way to Nashville to do a debt-free scream, how much have you paid off? So we got rid of 229000 cash flowing 109000 in 16 months. Whoa. <laughs> what was your range of income during that time? We started out at 81000 and increased to 132000 and then any stimulus or child tax credit went right to our debt. Right. Cool. Did you sell something big, too? You had to. That is part of our story. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us your story. What happened? <laughs> so in 2014, I got out of physical therapy school. I graduated with my doctorate in physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And so we had over $200,000 in student loans. Uh. And at that point, I went on Pinterest and started looking up ideas of how to get out of debt. And I found the baby steps. Mm-hmm. And in the same week, my little sister mentioned Dave Ramsey. So mm-hmm. I read the complete guide to money in two days, total money makeover in two days. Oh my gosh. And we attended FPU. Game so, on. Yes. We got gazelle intense at that time, but then we decided to start a family and mm-hmm. Shane became a stay at home dad at that point. Mm-hmm. And, um, when the pandemic hit in 2020, the hospital I work for was offering a ton of overtime. So mm. um, I worked from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. and then went to my full-time job until 4. And then Shane went to work from 4.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. Whoa. So we worked around the clock. <laughs> wow. But you were making bank. Yes. So that, <laughs> was, was, that's not, that was not 132. You made a lot more than 132 <laughs> that year. Yeah. It, that was our taxes for last year. But Oh, it yeah. was with all that work. Yep, all that work, but we lived on nothing, basically nothing. <laughs> I mean, when I when we went gazelle intense, like we relied on Christmas for people to give us like underwear and socks. <laughs> <laughs> That's how like we, we wanted to get it done. So wow. okay, but you said you paid off two hundred and twenty nine in sixteen months. Yes, making one thirty two. That doesn't work. Nope. So the other part of our story is the debt was our SUV. Our student loans at that point then were about a hundred in the hundred thousand range, and then we owned two houses right next to each other. Oh. And our long-term plan was to combine the two houses, um, but getting enough debt was more important to us. So we decided to sm- sell the smaller of the two houses mm. that got rid of the eighty-nine thousand dollar mortgage, and then we put the twenty-nine thousand dollar profit to our student loans. Okay, wow. now my numbers are working good. Okay, <laughs> well, good for you. Was it worth it? It definitely was. I mean, you know, it was just a struggle. I would say like when we first got married because it was just like, you know, we were throwing money away and just money would go here, vacations. And now it's just, you know, we have that money now. And At the budget. time it was a struggle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. we were probably only making like, I would say $8,000 a year maybe. <laughs> when we first started that, we when got we married like 12 years ago, but we <laughs> yeah. found we found you in about 2014 and wow. then went gazelle intense in 2020. Yeah. Okay. But so where did this come from? I mean, it sounds like just overnight. It was like a 180. Yeah. Well, like I said, we knew about you and we were gazelle intense before children and then we kind of went Davish and... Um, and then in 2020, with the pandemic, we didn't have anything else to do. And like I said, my hospital offered so much overtime, so I was able to pick that up. Yeah, and there were other other side jobs that we had, um, just like babysitting dogs. I mean, we sold everything that we owned, yeah. everything. And I mean, the kids really did think that they were going to be next. So I'm wondering if, uh, because of all the opportunity for extra work, mm-hmm. you mathematically could see that we can do this, yes. and that got you back to intensity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The hope the hope made you go again. Yeah. 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 So you went from gazelle 
to Dave Ish or Ramsey Ish, mm-hmm. and then but then when you saw, hey, we could pick up this work and finish this, and you got to game on again. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Game on. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to understand what happened. Good. Yeah. Very good. Way to go, you guys. Thank All right. You. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? I would say hard work, dedication. I mean, you really have to put in the time. Like, if you want something, you got to go for it. And that was something that we wanted to change our, you know, our family tree, and for our kids to have a better life. So, and I'm glad that we did it and we followed the steps. Mm-hmm. I'd say work as well. Work, 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 work around the clock, um, and also having a strong why. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that Anthony O'Neill says, "If your why doesn't make you cry, the price of commitment will." Mm-hmm. So, uh, having our strong why, our boys. Um, And then also staying connected to the podcast and the Baby Steps Facebook group. I think we're really beneficial. Staying motivated on the plan. And it sounds like the kids were a big driver for why this life change was happening. You wanted them to live in a debt-free home, live a debt-free life, and have opportunities you didn't have. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you paid off the student loans. You sold the house next door. Did that include your mortgage you paid off? No. No, Not yet. So you're debt-free but the mortgage. Yep, we're in okay. baby steps four, five, and six. Perfect. Good for you. Well done. Well done. I'm so proud of you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Who were your biggest cheerleaders? Um, our good friends, Christina and Klaus. They attended FPU with us and cheered us along the way and our families. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Well and done. each other. Yep, each for other. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, you guys put in the hours. I mean, these 80, 90-hour weeks you're talking about here were real. Yep. And uh, that, that's, that's crazy. You can do that for a short period of time. Uh, if you work like no one else, later you get to work like no one else, yeah. too. You yep. can do work whenever you want if you don't have any stinking payments. Yeah, that's actually so. part of our story, too. Um, since we paid off the debt, I was able to go part-time as a physical therapist, and now I'm home with the boys during the day, and then Shane works full-time um, during the day, so we get to spend so much more time together. <laughs> ah, very good. Nice. Yeah, you got your life back. Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah. definitely you, did. You stole it back yep. from S- Sally Mae. Yeah. Yep. She <laughs> stole it, and you stole it back. Wow. Yes. Way so what do you tell that person who's got $200,000 in student loans and they're going, well, I'll wait for someone to forgive it? Yeah, just do it. Get it done. Work, 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 work as hard as you can because it's so freeing to be debt-free and you can do what you want. Yeah, and we didn't rely on anybody else. It was just us doing it. You know, we weren't going to sit around and wait for somebody just to give us a check and, you know, pay it off. But I'm so glad that we did it and we put in the hours and we're here. Amen. Amen. Good job. Well done. All right, we got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you because for sure that is the next chapter in your story. And an extra copy of Total Money Makeover for you to give away to someone and completely cause a ruckus. Love your T-shirts. Cash is king. Live like no one else. (laughs) And you you. brought the kiddos with you. Let's bring them in. What are their names and ages? We have Roman. He's four. And Hudson is two. And the T-shirts say, I am a Y. (laughs) Oh, that's so great. I am Y. I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Oh, well done, you guys. That's beautiful. Very fun. Cute kids. Very, very fun. All right. Shane and kelly roman and hudson from pennsylvania a hundred or two hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars paid off in 16 months making 81 to 132 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream here's to baby number three we're debt-free i think we snuck an announcement into that oh my goodness Look at that. Wow. Wow. That's how to do it. Make your baby announcement to millions of listeners while you're at it. I think Grandma and Grandpa sitting on the sidelines. This may have been the first time they just heard that. I'm oh not sure, goodness. but looking at the reactions, yep. it's a possible They're thing. Excited. Did that? Is that the first time you did it? You just told it for the first time? All right. Oh, I love it. <laughs> 
<laughs> They're verifying through the glass now. Awesomeness. Very cool. That's a lot of fun. That's inspiring. Yeah. Very inspiring. So, I mean, that's a lot of debt. I couldn't make those numbers work for a minute. Uh, but you know what happens? When people start working like that uh, and they start going, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, we'll sell the house. We'll sell that house next door. Whatever it takes. We've got to work 80 hours. Whatever it takes. Once you start saying whatever it takes and you mean it, you can make that go away. There's nothing you're not willing to do. But as long as you start going, now, wait a minute. Tell me about the, uh, is there one, there's one, little, one little thing and is there a little angle? And you know, as long as you're trying to figure out some way to scheme and scam, it's not yeah. going to work. No shortcuts here. Just hard work. Yeah, it's That's whatever what it takes. That's what you just heard. Whatever it takes. People change their lives when they finally say, I've had it. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's when you'll change. And not until. This is The Ramsey Show. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but... Fruit chews and veggie tips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Adam is with us in Toronto. Hey, Adam. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, how you doing, Dave? Good, man. What's up? Oh, nothing. Uh, well, I shouldn't say nothing quite a bit, but uh, just a little bit of a recap. Uh, back in 2016, my wife and I did, as you say, uh, stupid with zeros on the end of it. Uh, spent a lot, and uh, 2017 paid off about 65,000 bucks of debt in uh, 11 months. And I uh, never did end up getting down for a debt-free screen, but anyway, um, fast forward now, in the last, I guess, couple of years, COVID has kind of destroyed my industry there. I'm a pilot, and in Canada here, it uh, really took a bad hit. It's just kind of recovering now. And uh, so with the stress that that kind of brought about, it brought some uh, marriage issues uh, along with it, and... Uh, Life is in a really uh, bad spot right now. I guess we both kind of are. And um, is not sure if she wants to work on the marriage or what she wants to do. And we're kind of uh, in this uh, stalemate. But in the resulting kind of aftermath is that she's decided that she's going to spend however she wants to spend and kind of uh, go back to, you know, she's saying we make too much money. There's no way I should have to have any restraint. And so uh, we're kind of spending about, oh, I'd say about $2,000 a month over what we make. And as a result of kind of depleted our emergency fund almost down to nothing, uh, she signed up for an elective surgery to the tune of about $10,000. And when kind of questioned on the timing of it, she just said, well, I'm either, either we fund it somehow through us or I'm just going to get my own credit card and do it myself. And, uh, and so, but every time I bring up finances to her to, uh, to talk about it, uh, she says, you're obsessed with money. You've got to stop being so obsessed. I'm trying to just bring her to the reality that we're spending 
more than we make, and we're kind of gradually bankrupting the family. You know, we've got four young children and uh, trying to, uh, you know, put money aside for them as well and, and retirement now that we're kind of both kind of getting back on our feet. We do make good money, but uh, the reality is we're just spending way too much, and she has no desire to even talk about it. She'll stonewall me every time I try to bring it up, and I'm worried that I'm going to tip her over the edge in the marriage if I talk too much about finances, but if I... Your, mar- your marriage is already like gone. This, well, yeah, it's the thing. It's if I, I feel like I'm kind of giving the drunk a drink. By no, you're, you didn't hear me. Like you didn't this, hear me. But. You didn't hear me. Your your marriage is already gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, she she does give no. indications that she doesn't want to make it work. No, she doesn't. She no, she doesn't. Not ready to no, do it right no, now. No, 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 she doesn't. People that do the things and say the things that she's doing have no desire for this marriage to continue. Yeah. When you say things like, "If you don't go, if you don't." Uh, pay for this $10,000. I'm just going to put it on a credit card. Screw you. You don't have a vote. This is not a marriage. This is not someone that has a marriage anymore that wants to work at all. And so what I would do if I were in your shoes is the two of you would say, I'm going to go see a marriage counselor and it's either going to be with you on how we learn to get back on the same page. And we have a future together. That's going to include us both being grown ups. Um, and if you want to go with that, that's fine. If not, the marriage counselor is going to instruct me on how to bring this marriage to an end. Yeah, we have done some counseling, and it she didn't has work. come a couple times. And just trying to get her to come back to it is the hard part, and she's very reluctant. Yeah, you're begging this woman to do stuff. Then she, you know, and she has no desire. She's obstinate. She's angry, and she, she's done. She's done. The marriage yeah. is over. Uh, I mean, it's it's tough to say that because she does say that she still does. She want to. She's make lying. It work she, what she says is not what she's doing, and so that's the lying. problem. Yeah. And again, it, People it that want their marriage the to work do not behave the way that she is behaving. Yes, I would agree. Okay. So she's yeah, lying. And, uh, yes. Well, <laughs> Elective surgery for $10,000 when you're broke and the family's in financial stress? That's so selfish and asinine, I can't even put words to it. Yeah, I know. That's that's kind of my thought, too. And well, no, it, it, that's, like it just is. It's a fact. Yeah. It's not an opinion. Yeah. It's, mm. that that is her screaming in your face that she's done yeah yeah i know i, I don't really like to think of it that way obviously because it's not a, a nice outcome for anybody in this in this mess and i think she i'm is, not sure she you did it. it i think you're just the one that's no. going to admit it yeah now i would agree with you going back a couple months that she was done and however she's had some influential people in her life in the last month or two that have helped bring her around her attitude has changed well, then that would involve would you guys getting in a good, getting with a good marriage counselor immediately. Yes, but that attitude a, needs to turn has, into action. Yes, and she has admitted that that is an option. I, I I did confront her about it about a couple weeks ago, and she has. I said, "This is what I want to do." I had some referrals from the Focus on the Family, and she said, "Yes, that is an option." And so I'm just kind of trying to not push her because she doesn't. No, I am going to push her. So it's says, not no, you don't understand. Yeah. You, you, it's time to push her. It's time to push you. The yeah. house is on fire. It's burning yeah. down around you. Get out of the house. Push somebody. Yeah, yeah I am. I am definitely am. I'm, I'm bringing stuff up fairly regularly, but I'm, you know, kind of teetering on the edge of not wanting to push her over one side to get her her emotional side to engage. I want to. Honey, to get what the you think is being back. nice is not nice. 
You think you're mm-hmm. you think you can beg and be sweet and cause this to happen. And it's I, I'm not asking you to be mean to her, but you're acting mm-hmm. like that you can beg her into wanting to do this. She has to stand up, square her shoulders, and say, "I'm going to reengage in this marriage and reengage as two adults on how to run our household." And she has to do that under the heading of a therapist. And the two of you learn to work together again. You cannot yeah, beg agree. her to behave. Yes, I agree with that totally. It's you know I I, she, I can't change her. She has to decide to okay. do it. And it's a matter of you know we're trying to get you know obviously lots of prayer and, and other yeah. friends of influence yeah. who have to get around her. Absolutely, to change her heart and soften her. Absolutely. What Dave's saying is this is an emergency. I'm and just you're saying around you, need, you going, guys need to be well, sitting with a counselor, and, yeah. and and she needs to be going. And if she's not going, then we need to know what that we need to admit what that says. Yeah, okay, yeah. but all this there is not a financial technique that's the problem here. The the no, financial well, problems problem, and the financial but... spending are all about her obstinance, and you trying to talk talk your way around it to where it's all somehow okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It doesn't work that way. And so if uh, Whitney uh, decided to start just start telling George what she was going to do. George would have a thing, have a thing where, you know, here's what we're going to do. I don't tell Sharon what to do. She doesn't tell me what to do. We sit down, we talk about like two adults. We devise a plan on how we're going to do the calendar, how we're going to do the budget, how we're going to live our life. We work together towards common goals. This is called a quality relationship in your marriage. Uh, but when people start throwing it around, they're just like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And you know, they get the all, all head bobbing thing going and you shouldn't have got married. Then it's, you know, you, you've, you've got a mess on your hands and you've got to go back and try to try to learn how to be married. And, and it, that takes both people and you can't beg someone to behave. You cannot control someone else's behavior. Your behavior is the only thing you can control. And you put it in a situation to go, if you do this, then you're choosing to opt out. If you do this, you're choosing to opt in. But I can't make you choose. That's the only thing you can do is present options to her. But th- this idea of I'm going to let her be go run our family and bankrupt us so that by being nice and letting her do stupid butt stuff that's going to ruin our family, then that and causes her to go to counseling, that's, that's, a, that's a false narrative. That doesn't work. That's, if the auspices for her going to counseling is so because she got bribed, by you you putting up with a bunch of crap then that no that is not how you start rebuilding this thing so now you guys need you desperately both of you need to sit in the counseling counselor's room immediately or you're not going to make it and the spending stuff is just i'm not we're not going i'm not going along with it and if you, if you don't like it i'm it's part of what we can talk to the counselor about or it's part of what we can talk to the divorce judge about one of the two we, it's one of the two but i'm not going along with this because it's not right. And I'm not suggesting you leave today. I'm suggesting that the two of you get into the counselor's office four years ago, but right now for sure. That's the only best option. Best time to plant an oak tree 10 years ago. Next sees, best time is today. Oh, yeah, that's a great quote. She sees him as basically a doormat at this point because she knows, well, I'm just going to do what I want. He's, he's not going to tell me off. Yeah. He's yeah. not going to have the conflict. You, you have him. to stop being scared that you're going to cause the marriage to end by pushing by tr- pushing the marriage to succeed that's that that's that is not going to work it's not going to work you're going to end up nowhere but bankruptcy court and divorce court at the same time oh man sorry I'm you're so going sorry. through that what a horrible thing you're going through yeah. i sure hope she comes around i hope the two of you get in counseling and i hope it saves your marriage but you know you participating in crazy is not going to make crazy go away 
This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. George Camel, Ramsey personality, host of the Ramsey podcast, The Fine Print on Ramsey Networks, is my co-host today. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. We're glad you're with us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thank you for being part of the program. Melissa is in New in Jersey City, New Jersey. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Hi, Dave. Hi, George. Thank you so much for taking my call. It's an honor to speak with you today. You too. Um, my, thank you. My question is, my dad passed away a few months ago. He uh. was your typical, I know, he was your typical everyday millionaire, had a net worth of about 1.3. Wow. After I, I know, after I split that with my siblings, obviously my share will be a third of that. One of the things he left is an annuity, and I'm just not sure what to do with my share of the annuity. I don't know if I'm supposed to cash it out or roll it over or just like, I, I don't even know what to do with an annuity. That's my question. You are the one of the beneficiaries on the annuity, I assume. Yes, sir. Okay. I would just take my money. Okay. And then do with it wherever you are in the baby steps. You don't want, you don't okay. need an annuity. You don't want money in an annuity at your age unless you're in a very unusual situation. How much money is this? Uh, that's about 42. The annuity is only about 42,000 out of the 1.3. Yeah. Where are you in the baby steps? Um, well, let's see, I guess I'm four five and six. I'm uh, contributing 15% into fully funding my retirement. Mm -hmm. Um, with this inheritance from my dad, I'll put away a big chunk for my kids for their college. And then the rest, I guess, put towards my house. Yeah. Keep yeah, so I would use it. You're going to use stuff. it on. You're going to use this forty-two on five or six, and the same with the rest of it. Is the forty-two okay. before the split with the three of you? That is before the split. Okay. Oh, so you're only getting fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. Okay. Of the annuity, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely take the money. Just use that probably towards the kids' college or wherever. It doesn't matter. It's free money. You don't have any income tax on it. You don't have any uh, penalties on it. Uh, you don't have anything on it. And I, I'm so sorry for the loss of your dad. So sorry. What a horrible thing to go through. Brian's with us in Chicago. Hey, Brian, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, how are you? Great, man. What's up? Well, I'm divorced. I've been divorced for about five years. And I'm currently paying, and for these five years, I've been paying my ex-wife spousal support payments of about 2100 a month. And that was based on my income at the time of 110,000. But now my income is only 60,000 due to uh, a lot of COVID uh, damage to my business and so forth and not able to make as much money. So I wanted to seek a uh, adjustment to the spousal support payments. And it's kind of up in the air how much it could be adjusted because it's up to the judge. And, uh, you know, if, if we were getting divorced today based on my income, I would only owe her about $600 a month. But when you seek a modification, 
they don't necessarily apply that that uh, same principle. They leave it up to the judge and how much he feels it should be adjusted based on the change of circumstances. Gotcha. How can we so, help today? Well, in the discussions of trying to get this modified, uh, my wife has floated the idea of she'd be willing to take a one-time buyout. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm scheduled to pay her for life or until she gets remarried or, you know, maybe when I retire, it could be adjusted. But she's willing to take a buyout um, of about $50,000, and I'd be pretty much a one-and-done payment and would not owe her anymore. But due to my financial situation, I don't have that money. The only way I could get it is to take it out of my IRA. But I'm age 60, and I've only got about $70,000 in an IRA. How old is she? So she's 54. Yeah. No, you can't afford to do it. Well, like I said, unless I take it out of the, the you IRA. You can't afford to do it. If you take it out of your IRA, you're going to get charged a penalty of 10% plus your tax rate. You're borrowing money at 35 or 40% interest to, to buy her out. That's not a good deal. Well, I don't, I don't think there's a, a penalty because at 59 and a half, you can. Oh, that's true. You're you 60. Okay, so you're just going to yeah. pay your tax rate. Yeah. But no, I'm not going to clean out your. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, number. Do you, you don't have a financial advisor, do you? Well, I do, and I talked to him, and um, he wasn't totally against the idea because when you compare, that wasn't what I was asking. Continue, what I need him to do is yeah. I need him to do a net present value calculation for you on twenty one hundred okay. a month for twenty years. Yeah. And what is that going to come out? That's twenty four thousand dollars, twenty five thousand dollars a year for 20 years yeah 50 grand is probably not a bad offer right i mean it would really you know <laughs> help me out because the, there's no signs that she's going to get remarried or anything right now and i could be paying her indefinitely for many many years and that's a tremendous strain on my finances to, to pay her yeah what are you doing to get your business back well you know i've i've done all sorts of marketing and advertising i've done some networking and you know, online stuff, and it's just very difficult. Uh, it hasn't hasn't been working, so I'm really struggling. Okay. I want your financial advisor to do a net present value calculation on this and tell you what your rate of return is because there's a thing called a okay. discounted value. or a, In other words, a, a stream of payments is not worth the total. 25000 for 10 years is not worth 250000 mm-hmm. but it might be worth 50000 Okay. And uh, it probably so, is. It probably is. That's probably a very low discount rate or high discount rate. And so um, and you can have your, your financial advisor explain that to you and run the, tell him to run the calculation. Dave said it on net present value. And I think it's going to be north of 50000 So I think that's going to make this a good deal. Now, what you've got to do then is you have to take the $2,100 a month that you don't have anymore as a bill. And you have to get yeah. down and dirty about rebuilding this nest egg ASAP. Yeah. George? Yeah. I mean, what I'm seeing here is you can see what the adjustment is, but I don't want you to limit your income because you now have this new payment where you go, well, I don't want to make any more because they're going to adjust it again. And so I'd rather you get this income up and do what Dave's saying and see if we can fix this thing once and for all instead of paying this for life. I like I like being rid of the bill and her. She's the ex. 
Uh, both of these are good things, and um, I, I like every bit of that. And so it's not a bad thing. I just want to make sure the calculation's right, and I can't do it in my head right now. But I'm thinking what I am doing in my head is leading me to north of 50. So, God, that's a big alimony payment. Yeah. This is The Ramsey Show. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today here on the Ramsey Show. I'm Dave Ramsey in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Austin and Laura are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Fantastic, Wonderful. Dave. Welcome. Where do you guys live? About an hour south of Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. What town? Butler. All right. Welcome. Good to have you guys. And all the way down here to Nashville to do a debt-free scream, how much have you paid off? Paid off $146,885. Way to go. And how long did that take? Four years and nine months. Love it. And your range of income during that time? We started off around 92000 got up to about 101 and then ended around 95000 Okay, cool. What do you all do for a living? I'm a district operations specialist with Syngenta. Mm-hmm. I work in uh, sales and marketing, and I'm also a Ramsey Solutions financial coach. Oh, wow. Very cool. Thanks. What kind of debt was the 147? Our mortgage. Our house. <laughs> Looking at weird people. Way to go, you guys. That's pretty incredible. How old are you? I'm 31. I'm 32. And a paid-for house. Wow. What's this house worth? Uh, between 250 and 300. It's a house shopping and a little bit of land. Man, look at you guys. It's all yours. It's all ours. Yes. No payments in the world. Not a one. And you're 32 years old. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this is. We're seeing a trend here, Dave, and it's a good trend. It is. Young a good trend. people paying off their homes. You, them, yeah. Young people paying off their homes. This is incredible. So four years, nine months. You guys really went for this thing. What what caused this journey to start four years and nine months ago for you? Yeah, so it actually started a little bit before that. Um, I actually got on Dave's plan about eight or nine years ago, kind of had a wake-up moment, um, got on his plan, and uh, was able to pay off my existing debt, save up $12,000, and pay for an engagement ring before I ever got married. And uh, so I had a really good start going into the marriage. Yeah, and I wasn't really familiar with Dave or the financial piece or anything until Austin came into my life, but um, was fortunate to get a good job. Didn't have a whole lot of expenses, had a company vehicle and things. Um, So was a little bit shocking to me at first whenever three months before we got married, he made me start keeping track of all expenses and Whoa! teaching me budgeting and whatnot. He just, just sprung uh, it on you, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's strong He words. didn't tell you ahead of time as part of the deal. He waits, <laughs> he waits till we're about to get married and he goes, hey, this is the deal. Well, and I joke that there's actually five Gospels for Austin. Oh. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Dave. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my, my theme for life is if, if Dave says it, I do it. Plain and simple. Oh, wow. Wow, that's <laughs> dangerous right there. Don't to jump off a cliff. That's power I don't know if I can handle. Yeah. <laughs> but we actually then did take Financial Peace mm-hmm. University right after getting married, and okay. we've led a couple courses. So Thank you. I learned the, the process pretty quickly after we got married. He yeah. brought me along. Now, now, I, you're, te- now you're teaching it, for right. real. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay. Well, I feel like we're kind of the poster child for the house buying process because it went through FPR after we got married. We bought the house a year later. We had a really nice down payment. We went on the 15-year mortgage. We planned to pay it off early. We set everything up to do exactly like like you recommend. So we were very excited in that um, making that plan take place, and it went even better than we hoped. It went even you know even better than we anticipated by following your exact plan and process. And that was kind of our guiding ship through the whole time as we made that purchase happen. And 
and got ready to pay it off early. Yeah, and I mean, along the way, every single extra dollar that we got went towards paying the house off. Uh, we were focused in on that's our goal. We're going to get it done. We're going to get it done early, um, just as quick as we possibly can. So, and now you make 100K a hundred k a year, and you don't have any payments. Exactly. Yeah. So now you can do anything you want to. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we had things that could have set us back. Um, our basement flooded within the first year of living there. Um, but we had the emergency fund. We were able to take care of everything and then get right back on track on paying off the house. We had transmissions go out. We actually bought vehicles with cash while we were doing this. We cash flowed two kids' births. So we were doing a lot all at the same time when this all happened. And whenever I kind of factored everything in, whenever we bought the house, um, I've been self-employed for the vast majority of the time. So I had variable income I was dealing with. So I said, okay, we're gonna make the payment based on your income, what we know we can do, Everything I can make, we're going to throw out an extra. And so there was months where we didn't have the $1,000 a month extra we really wanted to put on. And there was months that we had some nice bonus or some nice checks. We could put another $2,000 on it. And just the ebb and flow really made us just focus and say no to a lot of things. But know that uh, this is where we want to end up being. And we're going to do whatever it takes to get there. Wow. There's a lot of intentionality rolling around in here. How much money do you guys put down on the down payment? We had about 40% down. Wow. Just like the last debt-free scram. I'm just seeing a trend here, Dave. And you said they planned. A they big down payment with a 15-year fixed, and they're sitting here, you know, 28 or 30 years old. It's not they're, an they're case 32, right? And, and they're, this is the last, yeah, the last two in a row. And but it's um, so so you guys listening. I mean, this what this means is you can do this, and uh, you guys are just like you said, poster children. And, and, and the, the thing is this, if you find a, a system that is proven, work the system. And that, that's, you know, we can joke and call it the gospel, Dave. That's a little bit blasphemous. <laughs> that's, that's pretty blasphemous right there. We may all get struck by lightning. But we can joke and say Dave's rules. We can joke and call it George rules. We can call it whatever we want to call it. None of that really matters. All that matters is it's a proven, you got to have a system, and you got to work the system, and it's a proven system. So you don't need to fix a system that's broke, that's not broken. So you guys are incredible. I'm so proud of you. She's, she's kind of got a funny story. Um, so whenever it came time where we were actually going to pay off our house, uh, Austin came into the house and he says, I got something really crazy that I want to just run by you. And uh, so th this last year we had a lot of things happen in our life that kind of threw us off course and honestly questioned uh, if we're going to be able to get it paid off in time or not based upon where we were going. And I was driving down the road one day from our farm, and, and God just kind of put it on my mind. He goes, you need to think about this debt payoff. We, we were on track to get it paid off in about seven, eight years. And all of a sudden, I realized how much our loan balance was. And we had extra money sitting in savings. We had money we had actually started investing for some land in the future. And we had some money that we had just been budgeting to pay off on the mortgage from our, our normal jobs. And I factored all those numbers together. And it came to within $100 of the exact amount of our loan balance. So I came home, I said, honey, you want to pay off the mortgage tomorrow? <laughs> and I think my eyebrows raised and I was like, you're crazy. There's no way. We don't have the money to do this. And then just sitting down and doing the math is like, actually, it is there. We can do this. We can We just have to change the name this. on the account from the land account to the mortgage reduction. Exactly. exactly. Wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Woo! That's it. And now you're free and now you can just pile up cash like crazy. And go do the land and go do whatever you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's our plan. Yeah. So good. Good job, guys. Well done. Well done. Well, we've got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. Uh, you probably already have a copy, but we'll get you another one because it's definitely the next chapter in your story for sure. You're on the way to do that. Very young, very sharp, 
Very well done. Extremely well done. Copy of Total Money Makeover for you to give away. I'm sure you'll run into somebody to do that. And you guys are incredible. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. And and uh, you're just an incredible example. And you brought the kiddos. What are their we names did. and ages? Yes. We have Haley, who is three, and Reagan is one. All right. This is the family tree that was changed by a mom and dad's courage to uh, decide to address the issue that nobody likes to talk about in America. Money. Debt. And now here they stand, completely debt-free house and everything. You're incredible. Austin and Laura, Haley and Reagan, 147000 paid off, house and everything, four years and nine months, making 92 to 101 to 95. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. We're, we're debt-free. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Look at that. Those kiddos, man, that's awesome. Wow. Beautiful that family. Absolutely awesome. So I fun. Love this. It never gets old. It does not get what old. What I love is there was the decision before the decision. They pre-decided that we're not going to do things this way. We're going to save up a giant down payment. We're going to pay it off early. They decided all of that before they ever went about paying off the home. Yeah, it wasn't like they woke up in trouble and then had to go get themselves out of trouble and then got out of debt. Every step was intentional. Every, every bit of it from day one. Amazing. Wow. The power of this. The power of the stuff, especially when you start early and especially when you pre-make the decision. That's a good way of saying that, George. Very well done. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones here on the Ramsey Show. It's a free call. Some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. 888-825-5225. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, on the debt-free stage, Kyle and Jessica are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Great. great. Welcome. Where do you guys live? Austin, Texas. Austin. Very cool. How much debt have you paid off? 175000 Woo-hoo! How long did this take? It took us three years and one month. Three years and one month. And your range of income during that time? Uh, we started at 72000 and right now I'm making about 160000 That's a nice jump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, what, what happened to the income? I got to ask. Um, just different job opportunities and saying yes. Like somebody wasn't working, now somebody is? <laughs> no, well, no, it was no just both me. of you just went way up. I'm a stay-at-home mom for our two kids, about to be three, um, and he just got some great job opportunities. And what do you do for a living? I'm a software engineer. Oh, okay. I got it. Okay. Yeah, all right. Way and, to go! And a good one, definitely. Dang, <laughs> That's amazing. God. What's the kind of debt? Was this 175000 
25000 was car loans, and the rest was student loans. Whoa. Wow. 150000 in student loans. What's yes. your degree in? Computer science. At least this one's paying off, huh? Yes. yes. Yeah, you're making some good bank with it, and uh, pretty quick. How old are you guys? 26. Both How long of us. have you been married? We are coming up on five years in a couple weeks. Okay. Wow. So a couple years into marriage, you're making seventy grand. You got a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar monkey on your back. Ouch! This yes. doesn't sound fun. Not at all. You're twenty-four years old at that point, right? Oh my gosh! This doesn't sound. This sounds like it was awful. Yes, it was a lot. We, um, whenever he graduated from school, it was all student loans on his end, and so we sat down and looked at the numbers, and we were really intimidated. Um, but we'd heard about your program before, and we sat down and looked at it, and we just it made the most sense. And so we decided to start. Um, it didn't start right away because we were making so little whenever um, he was finishing up school and I was working. Um, but around a year and a half into marriage, whenever our daughter was born, we started paying off. And then three years later, here we are. I love it. Wow. Well, one thing about a software engineer, when they see a system, they work it. Yes, you know, that's it, man. It's like you're a process guy. You saw the process. Ding, ding, right? That was it. Yeah. Wow. So what, what were your payments? Do you remember all the debt added up? What were those payments every month? Oh, my gosh. Um, she I'm, still feels it. I can tell her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. It was minimums were about 2000 a month, but we always paid extra um, for the most part on those. So at least 2000 but we usually paid quite a bit more. You're wow. $2,000 a month richer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. It's mean, like it's, it's quite unbelievable. Oh, the I mean, we feel it every single day. I don't think we've forgotten about it since we paid it off. I mean, it just so you can feel the weight off of your shoulders. Yeah, it, you physically can feel that. Oh yes, every day. Oh my gosh! And you guys are twenty six. I mean, you must have a lot of friends, probably other software <laughs> engineers who are sitting there with another hundred fifty in loans, going, "Well, I'm just going to pay this off until I die. That's the only way." Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we figured we. We're already pretty broke college students, and so it wasn't really a big jump going to, because we, even though we were making more once we graduated, um, we just pretended like we were still those broke college students, um, so all that extra money that we were making, we just put towards loans and kind of forgot like we had, um, so we just lived as frugally as we could in the meantime. Wow. Wow. Okay, so people find out you paid off $175,000. This is impressive. Y'all are studs. This is amazing. This is, you guys are power couple, man. This is so cool. So proud of you. Thank you. When they find out you did this, they say, how'd you do that? What do you tell them? Well, one thing that was helpful for me was just having that vision of what you want life to be like in the future and just um, every sacrifice and everything you have to do to make that happen. Um, if you hold that vision, it helps it uh, be more real. And I think just being a team, because we are always on the same page from the beginning and that made it go so much quicker. Um, and just realizing that we could still have a great life in the meantime, we could still have fun together. Um, we just found a lot of free activities. Like we would go hiking with our kids all the time and things that didn't cost extra money. Um, and we just learned to live and enjoy life in the moment. So we learned to make it fun even when it was really hard. Yeah, it was three years is a long time, but in the scope of your life, it ain't spit. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you live like no one else. You got the rest of your life to live and give like no one else. And man, you are, you are, you got, you got a great career choice, so you'll be able to make good money, and you, you know, control a lot of your own destiny here. You guys are really this is this is impressive. Thank you. This I'm, is impressive. If you guys accomplish this in three years, I'm like, what are you going to accomplish in the next thirty? I'm I'm scared. You guys are going to do so unbelievably well. <laughs> we can't wait. We're excited as well. We've been dreaming big. So yeah. Wow. What's, What's the next, next big thing? thing? 
um, buying a house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Trust take some you. trips and buy. I save that down payment up and get a house now. Very good, very good. How many kids you got? We have uh, two daughters, and then we're pregnant with our boy right now. So oh yeah! That's the Ramsey. That's the Ramsey lineup. Two daughters followed by a boy. Yeah, that's we're good. We're excited. Very good. We ought to be. It's great. Good times. Good times. Well, congratulations, you guys. We're proud of you here. Thank you. You're the kind of people that that we love helping, and uh, you're very impressive. Thank you. Very impressive. You're heroes. You took control of your life, and uh, just beautifully, beautifully done. Gives me hope for this generation, Dave. You know, it turns out they're not all bad. Oh, we knew that. We knew that here. We knew that. We see it all the time. That's impressive. Very cool. Very cool. All right, we've got a copy of the Baby Steps Millionaire book that comes out next week, an advanced copy. And uh, because that's the next chapter in your story, you'll be there before you know it at this rate. Bing, ding, man. You're just zooming right on. Zooming right along. Very well done. And a copy of Total Money Makeover as well. So you can give that to somebody, disturb their life, help them get on the same track, teach them the system you used because they're going to ask. They're going to ask because you start to walk different and smile different when you don't have almost two hundred thousand dollars worth of monkey on your back definitely pretty stinking incredible you guys are amazing very very well done kyle and jessica austin texas a hundred and seventy five thousand dollars paid off three years in one month making 72 all the way to 160 during that three years nice jump count it down let's hear a debt free scream all right three Three, two two, one we're We're debt free yeah That is how it's done, boys and girls. Oh, my goodness. The future's looking bright for that that couple. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We see continuously in all of the millionaire data from Baby Steps Millionaire and from the Ramsey Research on Millionaires, all the data that we've got, that people who who are in industries that are process-oriented have a chance. They have the best chances. So the number one most likely career field to become a millionaire in all the millionaires we've studied is engineer software engineer here right okay the engineers are process driven one plus one equals two we don't have to have an existential argument about it by god one plus one equals two accountants number two teachers number three and if you know anything about putting together a lesson plan or running a classroom full of animals that's called teaching then you know they are process driven people number three uh managers and entrepreneurs number four lawyers if you've ever dealt with lawyers they're process driven human beings the number five the five top career fields of people who end up being millionaires are all process driven now that's not to say that if you're an artist you don't have a shot you have a shot but you need to understand that there's a correlation between being following a freaking process and becoming wealthy. That's why we wrote the Baby Steps Millionaire. It's a process to become wealthy, and you have to submit yourself to a process, not try to be an artist with it. It's it's science. It ain't art. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, and you're right. There's this level of you can't just wish for it. You can't just hope for it. You have to put the behaviors in, in play to make it happen. But, you know, those of us that have a, a creativity binge, you and me included, yeah. I've got, I'm a process guy, but I've also got a creativity binge, meaning that I always question everything. 
right? I have to go, well, I don't care about your baby steps. I want to make my own. You know, I'm, I'm the same moron out there that some of you are that are listening right now. Don't go make your own. It's painful. You know, follow the plan. You know what that guy did? He never even questioned it. Follow he the just did the plan. it. He just did it. This is the Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. George Campbell Ramsey, personality, is my co-host today. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Max is in Corpus Christi. Hi, Max. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Howdy, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, man. What's up? Um, so I'm a midshipman, uh, second-year midshipman at the United States Naval Academy, and I'm just kind of trying to figure out how I want to set up my um, outlook going forward. So I'm going to graduate here in two and a half years with no debt, um, or I have the option of doing that. Or I can take what's called the career starter loan no! uh, from USAA or well, it's a point seven five percent interest loan. Okay, so the idea was to cover your car and home no! to get started, but you're not covering your no- car; you're borrowing money for a car. Fair enough. That's what my brother-in-law said. You'd say <laughs> that was easy. Hold on. So you said the other option was graduate debt-free. Yeah. Yeah, or you can go fifty grand in debt, right? Uh, thirty-two. Yeah. What's wrong with the first Somebody ought to smack those people for doing that to you guys. You guys are serving your country. Thank you so much for who you are, young man. Thank you. Please don't go falling into a ditch. Okay. Because it was, because all the financial investors are like, well, most people that do it beat the interest within a year in the stock market. Hey, let me, okay. Let me, let me tell you what they are. They're full of crap. Okay. And let me tell you why I know that. I'm not just making this up. We studied... Max, 10,000 millionaires. The largest study of millionaires ever done in North America. Do you know how many of them told us that they borrowed money at 1% interest and invested it in the market and that caused them to be millionaires? Precisely zero. 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 None of them. Very well. And they weren't trying to get a commission off of a young midshipman to get him to borrow money at the freaking credit union to put it into his mutual fund. You need to run from those financial people because they haven't got your best interest at heart. You are a sharp young guy. You're getting ready to go. I assume you're going to be an officer, correct? Yes, sir. You're in the Navy of the Marine Corps. I'm hoping to fly for the Marine Corps. Yeah. Oh, you're going to fly. Oh, even better. Wow. Good for you. Man, that's amazing. And so your your future in an aircraft, uh, military or non-military later, is, is bright. Your income is bright. Everything is there. Don't saddle yourself with these kinds of problems all in an effort to accelerate your wealth building process because there's no data points to back it up. That makes sense. Okay. Man, I just I, I appreciate who you are, and I really don't want you to do this. I hope you hear me loud and clear. I'm not I'm not just being a smart aleck with you. I am being a smart aleck with the morons around you, though. Oh my gosh, 
Yeah, Great anyone guy. who's selling him on the benefit of $32,000 in debt is not looking out for him. So let me let me just kind of walk this through, George, for a second. It's important because it sounds like we don't know how to do math to people like those people that are advising him. So for you morons out there that are teaching you some young guy stuff like this, here's where you're wrong, okay? At $32,000, and he can borrow the money at 1% or so, if he invested in mutual funds and he made 10 or 12%, does he not make the spread? Yes, he does. Paper, make, he sure. does make the spread. However, what you need to understand is that your formula that you have used is A, naive and incomplete, B, short-sighted. Let me explain. Naive and incomplete means you have not factored in risk. Let me show you how I know you've not factored in risk. It didn't bother anyone that this young guy is going to borrow 32000 at 1%. So let's just put some X's on it. If 32000 at 1% makes him profit, if he could do $3.2 million at 1%, should he? No. What's the difference? It's a, it's a bigger number. The bigger number makes your heart measure the risk. You feel it. Some of you just got tight in the chest or your stomach raised up just a little bit, even when I suggested that the young man be $3.2 million in debt. But if the math works at 32000 why wouldn't the math work at 3.2? Because at 3.2, you finally physically felt in your chest the risk. But you didn't feel it before, so you thought you were some kind of BA with your math. You left out risk. You left out risk. Risk is math, and you have to insert risk in the process. And otherwise, you get your freaking head taken off. And so just because the risk feels small doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean it's that you, so your, your, your formula, 1% versus 10 or 12% spread is incomplete because you left out risk. Number two it's naive because you didn't take into consideration the fact that you have a young man getting into the cockpit of a fighter jet, some of the most sophisticated equipment on the planet, where you can kill someone over the horizon and never see them or be killed by someone over the horizon and never see them. Uh, it, it is a bizarre set of technology the world's best in humankind history, and you have a young guy in his early 20s getting ready to climb into that cockpit. Oh, and let's go ahead and put in the back of his mind that he has $32,000 worth of debt and act like that doesn't matter. Of course it matters. The number three cause of dishonorable discharge in the military is financial irresponsibility. They lose their security clearance, and they lose their battle readiness because they're preoccupied with crap in the back of their mind because some moron financial advisor suggested there was a spread between 1 and 10. There's more to this stuff, folks, than meets the eye. That's my point. Yeah. And you also have to wonder how much payments beget payments, where he goes, all right, well, I've already got the 32000 Why not go get a car loan? Uh, and why not go get payments over here and payments over here and run up a credit card? And it just becomes normalizes it. It yeah. normalizes it. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I got to tell you, man, these guys preying on the military people, it pisses me off. You leave a military base and you, you know, if you go to a military town, 
you leave the military, you leave the gates of the base. As soon as you leave the gates of the base, there is stupid on each side of the road for about two miles. Every dumb human trick you can do is on one side of the road or the other for about two miles. They are set up like a bunch of freaking piranha to feed on these guys mm. from payday lenders to uh, whoever else out there. And this is a innocuous kind of a loan he's talking about. There's nothing to this loan, but I mean the the, the horrible financial products, horrible deals on cars, horrible behaviors they can engage in. None of which are good for them. None of which are good for their battle readiness. None of which are good for their military career. And it's just it's 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 sad that 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 these people are preying on. The very people who are young people are not making a lot of money in most cases, and they're here to serve us. Yeah. What, what do you think makes them more vulnerable to these kinds of decisions? Well, it's the same, you know, it's, they're the same age as a college student who went and got, you know, got a degree in beer pong. You know, you got stupid outside the college. As soon as you walk off the college campus for two miles, you got stupid on each side of the road, too. It's the same thing. They're preying on the young that are inexperienced at life and think that I want to try all these new things that look like fun and will bring death, mm. death to your finances, death to your relationships, death to your future relationships. Uh, I mean, it just, it, it's, it's a problem, man. It's a problem. And so I, I'm not suggesting legislation to protect it, but I am suggesting that, that, you know, the military really ought to do some orientation just like a college should do an orientation. It's not just about what's happening on the campus. It's about what's happening just off the campus that'll kill your butt and mess you up yeah. and set you on a trajectory that takes you 10 years to recover from. And, and, you know, you're turning a guy, 18 gal, 18 years old loose with their first paycheck unsupervised. And, and, uh, and the first thing you do is drop them in a pool of piranha. And it's just, oh, my God, man. Stop. Pisses me off. Can you tell? I can tell. I mean, we just love the military, and we've worked with them for so many years with Got Financial, a big heart for with financial Peace University, and they're, they're, the vast majority of them are young, very young, and are susceptible to this kind of thing, and, and it's, it's harsh. It's really harsh. From the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jennifer is with us in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, George. Pleasure to speak with both of you. You too. What's up? Hi. So I have an IRA that was from a past job I rolled over into its own account. So my question is, should I move that money into my 401k where I'm currently investing and putting my 15% or leave it in that separate IRA account. I would just leave it in that IRA account. Okay. Okay. Even though no money is going into it. Correct. But it is sitting there in good mutual funds, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. If it's in good mutual funds, I would just leave it alone. You've got more control of okay. it there. I ne We never recommend you move 
uh, old IRA money into new or, or old 401k money into new 401ks. Instead, put it out in an individual retirement account. Mm-hmm. You can pick the same mutual funds if you want or better ones, and you've got better mm-hmm. access and better control, uh, and it'll, it will grow at exactly the same rate or a better rate than it would if you moved it inside the 401k. George is exactly right. Joel is with us in Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, Joel, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Dave? So I'm kind of a new uh, listener, um, so wanted to give you a call. So I'm getting married in three weeks. Congratulations. Thank you very, very much. My fiance and I have been living together for, for the last year. We've we've tried different budgets. We've, we've, we've tried different ways, different different websites. Nothing seems to quite work. We kind of end up just a race to zero. We've got a uh, combined income of about $100,000. I've got about 5000 in credit card debt. She's got about 3000 in credit card debt. Um, I, we, we've got 4000 in savings. And I've got about 20000 in mutual funds. Okay. Car debt? Just, Any um, car debt? No, no car debt. Student loans. Um, so she's got about twenty thousand in student loans. Okay, all right, cool. But I do not. And um, well, we're just t- typically, out- there's two things that cause people to not be able to stick to a budget. One is uh, that they're using a wrong technique, which we can help you with. Two is they're not really committed to the idea. In other words, if you write it down on paper and have no intention of actually doing what you wrote down, then guess what? You're not going to do what you wrote down. Yeah, since combining, you know, combine, you know, combining like a bank, I just feel like we've had less control, and it's, I, I guess, it's harder to pay for two than pay for one, and it just seems like a lot quicker to zero than it used to be. This is extra confusing. I mean, if you've got multiple incomes coming in, you should only have more there versus less. But we recommend a zero-based budget, and I don't know if you've checked out every dollar. It doesn't sound like you have. That's our budgeting tool, and I will gift that to you guys as a wedding present, uh, including Ramsey Plus. You'll have access to all the videos inside of Financial Peace. But once you start your every dollar budget, it's super easy. We want to list out all of your income, and then we're going to list out all of your expenses. And when you subtract For that particular month. And when you subtract the expenses from the income, it should equal zero, meaning you have assigned every single dollar a job. We don't want any of your dollars unemployed. And once you do that, and then, by the way, you have to stick to it and actually track it and go, how much money do we have for food when we go grocery shopping? Then we're going to stick to that budget, and that's how you're going to get that control. But I can write down a workout plan every week, Dave, and if I never work out, I'll never get in shape. Yeah. So, so you assign every dollar a mission, every dollar a name. That's why we call the app Every Dollar. Both of you look at that before the month begins. It's unique to each month because every month's different. Okay? Okay. And then once you've assigned every dollar, both of you look at it. Both of you make changes until every dollar has a name. No extra slush money laying around. Every dollar is assigned. All the income you have coming in, net that month to work with is assigned to something. Then it's 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 assigned to something. Both of you agree with the assignments. You agree with the mission. And then you pinky swear and spit shake. This becomes a freaking contract that says if we're not going to spend more than X number of dollars on restaurants, then by God, stay home. Don't go to the restaurant. You're contracting with each other. 
We're not going to spend more than this on clothes this month. I don't care if the purse is on sale. We yeah, agreed to make that extra trip to Target. We agreed that this is what we were going to spend. Don't lie to me. That's what you're saying to each other. You're contracting. You have to make it a very serious relational commitment. That's why both of you need a vote in the formation of the thing. Because otherwise, you're bossing her around or she's bossing you around. It becomes a weapon. But instead, you're, to, as a couple, saying our goals are X, and the best way to achieve our goals is this list of expenditures this month, and we're not going to do something other than that unless something really nasty bad happens, and then we have to come back together and together decide on how we're going to change our budget before we do it. You don't come home from Target. You don't come home from the grocery store. You don't come home from happy hour and go, well, honey, look what I did. That's not cute. That's childish. And that's the thing where I'm talking about you committing to sticking to the plan. But laying out the technique, the the technique is every dollar has an assignment. As George said, that's called a zero-based budget. The two of you coming together and agreeing that this is what we're going to do. That's the technique. Now, typically, we always say, Joel, you said you're new to this stuff. We always tell folks, typically a married couple, one of you is more of a nerd that's into the details, and one of you is more of a free spirit that's less into the details and isn't going to think this is fun. And the nerd thinks doing a budget is like great fun. Correct. Okay. And the nerd is more free spirited. Yeah, that would be normal that the nerd calls and asks this question. Okay. How do we do a budget? Free spirits don't ask this question. She's at Target right now. Yeah. She- <laughs> so there we go. That's, we figured it out. Yeah. She's getting her nails done right now. So, uh, <laughs> But, you know, in my house, I'm the nerd. My wife's the free spirit. And so same as at your house, Joel. So what we had to do is this. Nerds need free spirits in their life so they have a life. Free spirits need nerds in their life so they don't retire and have to eat Alpo. Correct. So you need each other. If, If two people just alike get married, one's unnecessary. So we need to be, we need each other. You need to be working off each other's strengths. Both of you have a vote. This is a coming together of a value system. It's not you bossing her around, her bossing you around. You're not the boss of me. And this Welcome might take marriage. two to three months to get dialed in. So don't give up. If the first one you go, oh, we couldn't do it. Let's give up. We can't do a budget. Stick to it. And Kelly will pick up. We'll gift you guys a year of Ramsey Plus, which includes every dollar, our premium budgeting tool. Let us know how it goes. And go all the way through the Financial Peace class. It's included in that. We just gave you a great, expensive wedding gift. Here's the thing about investing advice. You can find it just about anywhere, but that doesn't mean it'll always help you with your personal goals. Here's another option. Check in with a Smart Vester Pro. These financial advisors can review your plan or help create one that's personalized to you. To find a Smart Vester Pro in your area, go to RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor. Ramsey Solutions is a paid, non-client promoter of participating pros. Learn more at RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor. Well, I love tax season, said nobody ever. Uh, Questions about taxes, though, they're coming in, and we'll help you with those. Uh, Here's a question from one of our listeners. Dave, we normally have someone do our taxes, but our accountant retired. I think we have a simple return. Should we try to file ourselves with Ramsey Smart Tax? 
Well, you can use the Ramsey Ta- Smart Tax software. It's very easy to use. The more complicated your return, uh, the more likely you would want to use a professional. I personally use a professional, but mine's the size of a freaking phone book when I get it done. So, uh, you know, that's different, obviously. Uh, we recommend v- working with a tax pro if you've had a major life change, like you retired, got an inheritance, adopted a child. If you own a business and file long form on that, probably a pro. Uh, you're not confident. You're confident, though. Uh, or you want to save time and stress. These are reasons that you'd want to do this. But if you get if you get into it and it's just like, ah, God, I hate this. Okay, there you go. That tells you right there, right? So I hate it anyway. I hate just signing the thing, much less preparing it. So that's the whole thing. Um, I see it like buying back your time and mental sanity when you work with a pro. Now, if yeah. people have simple situations. They've got, got a W-2. A, if you got a 1040 easy, you know, do a Ramsey Smart Tax. You can do that as fast as you can do a 1040 easy. Don't pay somebody 300 bucks to do that. I mean, it's just a filling When you can pay 20 bucks but, on your but own. But I haven't had one of those in my life, so I've always been self Nothing about Dave's life is easy, oh, tell well, you that much. That, well, I don't have an easy button anyway, but yeah. No, I mean, I've always been self-employed or had some kind of weird income or something going on where I didn't trust my own level of tax knowledge to do it. Uh, so either way... If you want a pro or you want to use the Ramsey Smart Tax software, just go to RamseySolutions.com slash tax. Our question today comes from our brand new sponsor, Neighborly. We are so thrilled these guys are on board with us. Uh, it's brought to you by them. They're your hub for home services, stuff like Mr. Rooter, Mr. Electric. You'll see those at Neighborly. So if you need to make repairs or schedule routine maintenance or uh, find local help for home improvement projects, Neighborly is your source for reliable home service providers in your area. Go to neighborly.com and start your search. Today's question comes from Claudia in Mississippi. She's asking, under what scenario do you have to pay capital gains tax on real estate? Here's my situation. My grandfather quick claim deeded his house to me. The house is completely paid off. He paid 24000 for it in 2013, and it's now evaluated at 190000 I'm wanting to sell in hopes to buy a new property. I've lived with him since 2020, and I took ownership in 2021. Under this scenario, would I be liable for capital gains? No. Because it's been your name for more than two years. It's been your personal residence for more than two years. A single person can make a profit of up to a capital gain of up to $250,000. So that'd be 274000 in your case because his basis was 24000 uh, A profit of 250000 with zero income tax on your personal residence. However, this was stupid. You almost stepped in it. You accidentally are okay, not because you had a plan. If the numbers were different, the house value was much higher, this it, could have been a different scenario. Yeah. So never deed property to someone prior to your death like grandpa did here's why let's pretend that she didn't accidentally uh, fall under this personal residence exemption for two hundred fifty thousand dollars which saved her bacon okay so let's say that she didn't live in the property that would do away with the personal residence bit get it okay so now it's uh grandpa lives there but grandpa wants to make sure granddaughter gets it and he doesn't want to deal with wills and stuff because he he knows how those lawyers are right and so he uh you know this is the kind of crap people do okay so then he deeds the property to her with a quit claim deed which is a usually a one-page thing and costs six to ten dollars to register at the courthouse it's very easy to do this stupid move 
Now, here's what happens. When you give someone property or a capital asset, stock, if I give George money, if I give him a share of Home Depot stock, if I give him a piece of real estate, his basis when he gets ready to resell it is based on what I paid for it. And so in this case, grandpa paid $24,000 for it. So her basis is $24,000. If she had not lived in the house for two years, it would be called investment property. 100% of everything over $24,000 would be taxable. Major mistake. $150,000 worth of taxable income created here. Instead, had he deeded it to her in his will, at his death it went to her. You get what's called a stepped-up basis. Her basis becomes the value at the time of his death. Apparently, he's still alive. But at the time of his death, let's say he passed in this situation, her basis would not be $24,000. It would be $190,000. She turns around and sells it for $190,000. Zero capital gains. So the fact that Duber deeds this thing before his death, Grandpa, Dad gum you, sweet but dumb, okay, could have cost her taxes on $150,000 or more here. It didn't because she happened to live in the property for two years. But so don't give people stuff. Uh, let them experience, let, let market value at the time of their death be their new basis. It's a lot higher than what you paid for it and control the ownership vehicle, not by an early deed, but with either a trust or a will or both. When does it make sense to use a quick claim deed? What scenarios? Uh, divorces. Uh, even then though, you can get into trouble, uh, cause most divorce attorneys make a huge legal error. Ooh, I'm calling you boys and girls out. Uh, cause here's the thing. Husband and wife get divorced. There's a $260,000 mortgage. Husband doesn't get to keep the house. Wife's going to get the house cause the kids are living in the house and divorce attorneys say, well, just part of the settlement is you're going to quit claim your half of ownership to her. And so he fills out a one page quit claim as part of the divorce decree. Boom. There we go. But guess what? Husband still has a $260,000 mortgage. That's messy. In on his a, name. On a house he's not a part of. Five years later, he gets remarried and wants to have a life and buy a house. Can't do it. Still got a $260,000 mortgage in his ex-wife's name. Doesn't own the property, but still got the mortgage. Dumb. You're getting a divorce and doing a quit claim deed? Re force a refinance or force the sale of the house. One of the two. Either the wife... The ex, soon-to-be ex, or whoever's going to get the house, refinances and gets the other person's name off the mortgage, or we sell the house and get the name off the mortgage. Because you're going to get stuck, and divorce attorneys do this all the time because it's easy. It's easy, but it's wrong. Okay, same thing here. This is for a different reason, though. This is a, when would you use a quit claim deed? Uh, I just moved property from one LLC to another the other day. I used a quit claim deed to do that. To switch the ownership. Yeah. It's just I already – and I own both LLCs, so it's not it's a non-issue, right? Um, when else would you use a quit-claim deed? See, a quit-claim deed means you here, – here's real estate theory for you. You do not – a warranty deed is what usually transfers in most states a house, a piece of property. And that means if I'm transferring property to you, George, I am giving you a warranty on the title, that the, that I have the title. I am the owner of the title, and I am willing to warranty that and transfer that to you. Then if I didn't have, uh, if I didn't own the property and I did that, then you would have recourse back on me, mm -hmm. okay? But I could give you a quit claim deed to someone else's property. 
because all it says is I quit claiming whatever ownership I have. And if I have no ownership, I quit claiming it. Wow. And I gave it gave you nothing when I quit claiming it. So I could give I could give you a quit claim deem to James's house. I'm in. And it would te- it wouldn't do you any good. <laughs> James I, looks I'm, so I'm scared. Gonna, I'm going to quit claiming all of my ownership, which is nothing. Wow. So if you don't have pure ownership and you quit claim deed something, it's of no value, and uh, you can really get into all kinds of crap there. So sometimes you'll use it to do some title cleanup if there's something more nuanced than all of that. But um, I've only ever heard it mostly in the context of divorces. Divorce and estates. Grandpa doing a dumb thing like this, or uh, estate planning attorneys doing a dumb thing without forcing a refinance. I mean, divorce attorneys not forcing a refinance, and then you get stung, and you're stuck with a mortgage on a house you don't own anymore with a Oof. woman you don't aren't married to anymore. There's something about this sounds miserable to me. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, good folks. Dr. John Deloney here. Listen, the Ramsey Cash Giveaway is back, and you could win the $3,000 grand prize. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway and enter every day. Plus, save 20% on bestsellers like my latest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, my Questions for Humans conversation cards, and my friend Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaires. Listen, don't miss these deals. Get 20% off at RamseySolutions.com slash store. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Tony and Brandy are with us. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, good. doing well. Good. How you doing? Better than I deserve. Welcome. So good to have you guys. Thank you. So how much debt have you two paid off? 34,000. All right. How long did this take? Uh, about 5 months. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? Uh, 150. Wow, good. What do y'all do for a living? I'm a UPS driver. Mhm. And uh, I'm a nurse. So I work in outpatient surgery. Cool. What kind of debt was your thirty-four thousand? My student loans. Yay! <laughs> How long? Uh, I'm sorry. And, and let's see here. <laughs> so where do you guys live? We're from Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh yeah, fun. Okay, cool. So what starts this journey five months ago? What happened? Well, it really started um, like three years ago. My organization offered Smart Dollar, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm the free spirit. So I was like. Well, I'll look at it. I don't know anything about financial stuff anyways. And then I was like, I'll tell Tony about it. And I got into the first video where it was saying, like, sell all your stuff and gazelle intensity. And I was like, that's not going to work for me, but I'll tell Tony anyways, and we'll just see. So I was like, have you ever heard about this guy? And he was like, oh, yeah, I know Dave Ramsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, well, I mean, he has a lot of point, but um, it sounds like it's more for, like, the destitute, which we are not. But we went ahead and listed all of our debts out, and we paid off a right good bit. So I think altogether we've paid about $71,000 off in the mm-hmm. last three years. But then five months ago, he he's the one that really got intense about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I just felt like we were making that type of money and just kind of never never getting ahead. You'd, you'd have money, and then something would come up, and, mm-hmm. and it was gone. Um, and, I, and I think the biggest thing is we hadn't combined our finances. And once we combined our finances, it was just a complete game changer. Um, you know, we were on the same page, and we started started making moves together. And instead of, you know, saving up four grand and then spending three, you know, we just we just went through this whole process, and you know, thirty four thousand dollars in five months. It was incredible. Boom, just wow. like that. Right. How long have you been married? Nine years. Okay. And in nine years, you just combined finances when you started this journey five months ago. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Wow. We had two separate checking accounts, two separate savings accounts, and one joint checking account that we put all of our bills in. And then based on our income, Tony put in a bigger percentage than me because he makes more than me. Mm-hmm. And then we all just kind of, well, I just like spent all my money because I don't ever save anything hardly mm-hmm. until now. Mm-hmm. And he saved it all. So if something came up and he would have to pay for it, he would be resentful because he's like, I've saved up all this money. And then I would be like, mm-hmm. you also make more money. So it was always a fight back and mm-hmm. forth. And since we and combined now, and everything. And now we have an account. Yeah. And now we have an income. Yeah. And now we have savings and we do spending. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I certainly have a theory about this, but I'm curious, why do you think the combining accounts caused such an increase in efficiency and lowered the resentment you're set? Well, I mean, I think that it just puts you on the same page. So instead of working in different directions, you're working in one solid direction. I think just everything just seems to, to fit that way. When you're doing things separately, you're, you know, I'm buying something, she's buying something, and you you know, you know never know what one side's doing and the other side's doing. So you're just never on the same page that way. Um, but also, I mean, I think it just helps your marriage and helps you become a stronger grouping instead of just two individuals running through life together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Brandy, you were would have been the one most resistant to that because you just kind of had you had it made. I mean, you spent it your old check, yeah. right? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, wh- why give that up, right? I mean... So what would you say the benefits are now that you guys combined them from your perspective? Well, I think it was it was now both of ours, both of our money. So mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling like I was getting like nickel. I used to, we used to joke and I would say, man, you've been nickel and diamond me since we were dating. Mm-hmm. Like we always split it. It was 50-50, 100%, 50-50 mm-hmm. the whole time out of my account and his account. And um, so then it wasn't like we weren't like, oh, I paid for this. You know, you owe me this. It was just like, okay, well, we got to pay for this, and this is what we're doing. And um, since I'm a nurse and I really love to chart, so the every dollar app, it was like real fun to like chart everything. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, it was really um, – I didn't realize how much money like we actually had left over after we budgeted. Mm-hmm. And you get to do spending because you got to vote, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not like you like you're living on beans and rice or something. You didn't have to do that. No. You just knock mm-hmm. this out. I mean, you make a lot of money, so you just popped it in the head, right? Mm-hmm. Just reach over. Now, I like that charting thing with yeah. the every dollar. <laughs> of course, a nurse would mention it. it's like charting. I like that. I've never heard that analogy, but it's perfect. Yeah, budgeting wow. is like charting. Yeah. I like that. I love this story, though, because we get this all the time. People go, well, Dave, I'm not going to combine finances. I got, you know, for a thousand reasons, trust issues, fear, selfishness, financial infidelity. But when you guys combine this, there was an accountability there. There was a, a connection that could not be broken. And it obviously caused you guys to win financially. Yeah. That's absolutely. awesome. Man. Yeah, we actually had planned for us to pay our that 34000 off by this April, but we paid it off in November. So Whoa. now we're four, five, and six. So we already got our emergency fund, and wow. now we're on to four, five, and six now. So we finished it like seven months early. And look, look at the spender all up in the knowledge. Yeah. Here. I know. I'm very impressed. She knows impressed. exactly where she is. I love She's this. Charting the budget. Yeah. She's got her spending under control. Yeah. And shout out to your employer for for having Smart Dollar yeah. as a benefit. Thank very you. cool. For those that don't know, that is our financial wellness program that we offer to businesses, organizations to help their employees get control of their money. So. Yeah, very so. cool. 
employee benefit program uh, that teaches our class is what it amounts to. And so very cool. Yeah, and cool act- to the, see hu- the, the husband or the spouse could actually get involved, and then it turns, oh, my gosh, then it goes, wow. Yeah, we encourage that. Yeah. That's be awesome. Careful, be careful if you get Tony involved because it'll get implemented. <laughs> 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 well done, you guys. You're fun. It's good to talk to you. You're, you got a real healthy uh, outlook on this whole thing. You're real comfortable in your own skin to talk about it, and that that's a um, – you know that that's a positive for everybody listening and so sounds like you were doing fine you could just do better and now you did better and now you're free does it how's it feel to have zero debt did you did you notice a change yeah no it, it's like the, the the tension in your shoulders just drops uh mm-hmm. you know you're like you don't know anybody now it's time to go tackle the house and and, and start moving in that direction and you know in our mid-40s we could we could have no debt period house yeah. and everything so and brandy you said that was student loans from you Yes. So how does that feel for that all to be gone? Did you notice something when it left, or are you just kind of a course of business? Okay, check. Well, I, I mean, I was happy. I don't. I'm not. I don't get like super really like worked up about stuff. I guess that's a nurse in me too. Stay um, calm. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, man, we paid it off. That's great. You know, it was actually from my undergrad. My um, when I got my bachelor's, it I, I paid my job paid for it. And now I'm getting my doctorate, and we're actually cash flowing that too. So we yeah. are paying for my doctorate and paying all this, all of the debt off, and doing all the other stuff. So good for awesome. you. Good for you. Good for you. Well done, you guys. You're a power couple. That's awesome stuff. Now you bring the kiddo with you to do a debt-free scream. How old is he, and what's his name? He's five. This mm-hmm. is Reed. Reed has Reed been involved in all this? You know what's going on. Oh, yes. Yeah, he listens to the Ramsey show quite a lot with oh, us. Oh, I'm car, sorry, Reed. So. <laughs> we should get you some good music. That's to a listen scarred to. childhood right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a copy of the Baby Steps Millionaires book for you. That's definitely the next chapter in your story, as well as a Total Money Makeover book for you to give away to someone and stir up a holy ruckus with that thing somewhere. Tell them what you did. I'm proud of you guys. Well done. Hey. Very well done. You're a great couple. Tony and Brandy and Reed from North Carolina, $34,000 paid off due mainly to uh, combining their accounts and their goals and their values. Did it in five months, making $150,000. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're debt-free. Yeah. Look at Reed. He's stepped in it, man. He understood the assignment. Way to go, buddy. That's awesome. Oh, man. Woo! It's amazing how people can share a bed, share DNA, share a child, but they won't share a bank account, Dave. That's just too personal. (laughs) Wow. I love a story like that. Oh, man. That's awesome. Way to go, Smart Dollar Team. Good work. Yes. This is The Ramsey Show. Psalm 77:14. you are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. Our scripture of the day. John Rockefeller said, good management consists in showing average people how to do the work of superior people. Whoa. Yeah, that's probably true. We probably are all our average people that we learn to do superior work. A little snobbish there, Mr. Rockefeller, but uh, it's okay. I'm going with it. I like it. Open phones at 888-825-5225. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Boise, Idaho is up next. Justin's on the line. Hey, Justin, how are you? Hey, Dave, it's, it's Jesse. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, Jesse. What's up? 
Uh, so I was in a bit of a dilemma. I uh, kind of back and forth all week on what to do, um, and I'm like, dude, I, I just I need some I need some help. Um, I worked for a company for I moved my family over here for two years. Uh, I've been here for two years. I moved my family over here to take a job. Um, been doing this for 16 years, the same work, the same job. Um, eight of those 16, I've been running my own crews and stuff. Um, so when I got here, the promises were made and then, uh, come to find out they were lacking guy anyway. <clears throat> so that's, this I mean, you just drove by that. I have no idea what you just said. Promises oh, were made sorry, and so, what? So there were some promises made. If you come to work for us, um, you know, um, then we'll give you this and this, um, after a certain amount of time. Well, <clears throat> that was just to lure me in because they were so short on guys. It seems like anyway. Um, so you no longer trust the integrity of the people you work for. Uh, exactly. I don't, I don't know if I, I trust them. Um, well, no, you just said you didn't. Uh, I know. Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So I don't, I don't trust them. Um, so I, this winter, um, sometimes we get laid off due to weather and stuff like that. So we were laid off for a year, a month or so. Um, and they ended up working a couple of guys that were, you know, new high, guys that, uh, the way it works is that you, you work, you start from the top and you work your way down to the guys lower on the totem pole. Right. No, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> well, about. Well, okay. So like, who do you, what are you working down to? Most people work up the totem pole, not down. Right. No, I'm saying in the wintertime. When they oh, in terms of who off, you're firing. Well, laying off due to weather. You, you know, lay off the expensive guy. You lay off the expensive guys first. Okay. I got that. Well, guys with lack of, lack, lack of experience is usually where they start, um, the newer guys. Um, anyway, so I went and. Jesse, what's your question? Well, I want to get to down down to it. I put it okay. I put it in the resume. I got an offer from another company. The other company is willing to pay me for the same work fifty two dollars an hour. Well, I make thirty dollars an hour right now. What's the problem? All the same thing. uh, Well, four hundred one k is where I get to. I get to four hundred one k. Dude, you don't need a four hundred one k when you double your income. Okay. You go get a Roth IRA. That's Screw it. You got, to, you're going to double your income. You go from 30 to 52. Okay. That's almost double. I'm not okay. staying anywhere for a 401k for doubling your income. Is the other place a good place to work? It, yes. I went up, checked them out, drove around with them. They, they treat you right. You know, none of this promises that can't be kept. They told me. This is what's going to happen. This is what you're going to get, and this is how. What do you do be. for a living? I, um, I guess to sum it up, if I was a uh, build, design, engineer, roads, um, you know, all the stuff that you would, you know, build roads basically. Okay. It's, uh, right. Roads, subdivisions, parking lots, all the underground stuff that goes into it. Uh huh. Um, Are you a heavy equipment guy? I just, uh, yes. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, and I, and I've, I've, I have, a, like I said, I have eight years running running yeah. crews. 
Yeah. So when I came over here, they were like, well, yeah, you can run a crew here. We'll, we'll put you out, you know, but, Oh, Hey, wait a sec. We don't have enough guys. So can, would you mind working with these guys for a little bit longer? Well, it seemed like it was just to lure me here because they were so short on guys. They were desperate. They needed guys. The, the, the second company or the first company, I mean, who, who's lowering you? So just leave the first company. First you got company. a great offer. What's stopping you at this point? I would just want, because I mean, the, the, the first company there, they, I mean, they do like great 401k matches. Forget the 401k. Saying, you hate it and you don't trust them and you're going to get paid almost double. Okay. So now what do I do? Um, so if I'm putting in, like right now I'm putting 10% in my 401k and they're matching it at 6%, I go to this new company, how much do I put into that? You, you, you roll your old 401k with a SmartVestor Pro to a traditional and you open two Roth IRAs, one for you and one for your wife if you're married. But, dude, regardless, you can just save money in mutual funds if you have to, if you don't have, once you've maxed out your Roth IRAs. But retirement plan is not what the problem here is. Retirement plan is a 2 on a scale of 1 to 10. No integrity is a 10 on the scale of 1 to 10. Doubling your income is a 10 on a scale of 1 to 10. This is what's known as a no-brainer. Take the new job, quit the old job, leave. No-brainer. You'll work out the investment stuff later, Okay. But you don't stay at a company making half the money that you don't trust because they have a 401k. No, not even close. So that, that, that's the deal right there. I think I lost brain calories on that one, Dave. That was you a did. lot for me. That was hard for you. I was you. trying to track, man. Well, it was, it was circular. We got there. But we got there. Jarek is with us in Texas. Hi, Jarek. How are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Uh. So, uh, I'm a college student, uh, freshman by year, sophomore by hour here at West Texas A&M University in Canyon. And I actually took your, uh, I took your finance course my senior year for Money Matters. And, uh, I had some questions about saving, you know, I have some money saved up just from work, graduation presents, scholarship refunds, that kind of thing. And, you know, I just don't want to put that kind of thing in the brick and mortar bank. You know, it doesn't make nothing. So I've been looking maybe like a high-yield savings kind of thing, something with high liquidity so I can take it out if I have to pay for something. No, you notice like what high-yield was, right? You notice what high-yield was, right? You look at the well, percentage on the high-yield? Yes, sir. It's only 0.5. Yeah, I know. It's not exactly high-yield. It's kind of an oxymoron. Well, compared to the other. It's sorry. a 0.25 versus a 0.5. I mean, it's it's the whole thing's irrelevant. It's just a parking spot for your money. That, that, that you're not going to lose it. You're not going to invest it because you need it for college. You don't need it right now, but you're going to need it later. So you're just going to park it somewhere. If you want to park it in a high yield that's not really high, then that's okay. If you want to put it in a money market, that's okay. None of it's going to earn over one right now. How much money are we talking? Uh, some four to 6000 Yeah, just park it. You're going to get pennies on it either Just either park way. it. I mean, you, you can put it in a shoebox. It's not much different. But, I mean, just park it because you're going to need it later. Keep your hands off of it. When you have a semester where where there's a little bit of a gap in there and you got to do some fill-in, you're going to need that four to six, and it'll help you graduate college completely debt-free as you push your way on through. But you just need a parking lot, a parking spot for your money, and you're not having to pay for it. They're going to pay you a tiny bit to park your car there. That's all it is. Just park it in the parking spot, 
and get back to it later. And you've done a really good job setting your life up here. Very, very, very well done, Jarek. Very good job. You've got your whole life to invest, so don't worry about that right now. We want you to get through college debt-free, get your emergency one in place, get a great job, and then we have 20, 30 years to invest. You're going to be just fine. Yeah, you don't need to worry about investing right now. You're the investment. Get through school debt-free. Well done. George, good hour. Fun times. Thank you. Good job to the booth people. Well done, booth people, booth folk. It's all good in there. And uh, all of you. There were 17 people in there earlier. So I'm not naming them all. Can't even call the roll. They're all I don't even employed. know my children's names. Let's put the uh, let's put that hour in the books before you know it. In the meantime, remember there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz, co-host on The Ramsey Show. If you want to do your debt-free scream live on the show, visit RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. We'd love for you to come to Nashville and tell Dave your story. That's RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. Hey folks, Dave here. You want to hear even more life-changing content from Ramsey? Download the Ramsey Network app so you can catch all your favorite shows all in one place like The Ramsey Show, Smart Money Happy Hour, and The Dr. John Deloney Show. You'll get real talk about life, relationships, money, and your career. Plus, the app lets you browse by topic like debt, business, or selling your home. Get the content you want whenever and wherever you want to listen. Download the Ramsey Network app today. 